I read about this interesting business started by a former nuclear missile officer in the Air Force, Captain Jack Licata, who joins us now, and he owns Bag Ups, uh, which is a biodegradable trash bag that, hey, look, we're creating so much waste during this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, it is uh, certainly beneficial in taking off during this. Captain Licata, first of all, uh, appreciate your service, and I appreciate you reaching out. Tell me about your service in the Air Force. Great. Well, thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me on and you know taking care of veterans like you do. Um, so when I was in the Air Force, I was a nuclear missile launch officer, which meant I went underground, you know, for a day, day and a half, where I was in the capsule, you know, with the keys. You know, they're not buttons; they're keys uh, for you know a flight of intercontinental Minuteman II ballistic missiles, and um, you know. At the end of the shift, well, you know, we had to change the garbage. Believe it or not, you're making garbage. And also back in the office, you know, we were making garbage. And, you know, part of my duties were to change the garbage. And I, you know, a little bit of ego, um, but I said, I can't believe, man. I'm a captain in the Air Force. I'm a nuclear missile launch officer. I have an MBA. I went to the Citadel. I'm changing the garbage. And like, not that it was below me, but it was just a inefficient function. I don't mind doing it, but it just was so you had to go down the hole and get the bag. You had to come back. You had to pull it out. You had to go down to the garbage. It just took a lot of time. And I said, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this. But really, none existed. So I went about like just observing the function, fast food restaurants. I get a cup of coffee, watching people, how they did it. And what finally hit me is the whole problem with this is the bag isn't where it belongs. It's stored somewhere else. You know, it belongs in the can. But how do you have it in the can? How do you keep it protected from a bag breaking and getting garbage all over it? How do you make it come out efficiently? And then how do you never put your hand in the can? Like, how do you make the box come out when you get to the last bag and separate it and then eventually refill it if you want to. And, you know, just watching and watching and doing time motion studies, you know, people spend millions of dollars to move a piece of equipment closer to something to take off three seconds. Well, we figured out a way, you know, on a commercial side to save one to two man hours for every 100 garbage bag changes uh, just by doing this. And in the personal side, it's just so much convenient. You don't have to go, under the sink or wherever you store your bags to get the next bag, fluff it out, put it in the bag, or what some people do, just put a bunch of garbage bags in the bottom, which if a bag breaks, you know, and gets smuts all over those bags. Um, so we streamlined the process and came up with a patented system. And then, and then it was about, well, plastic, you know, takes 2000 years or so to degrade and you see anywhere the plastic problem if you you know sure. are just open see what's happening in the oceans and in the land and years ago people started playing around with you know using different materials and starches from potatoes and whatnot and corn starches whatever to make the bags kind of biodegrade but that was using a food source but i found a guy i found a really great lab that adds an additive very similar to what rust does to uh, steel. It just breaks down the chemical 
bond between the carbon and the hydrogen and the polymer breaks down uh, of, of the plastic. And we, so we add it to the plastic and eventually the plastic in a very relatively short period of time, depending on the conditions, maybe one to two years, just really goes back to the elements like worm food. So it's a oxo biodegradable bag. Wow, interesting. Um, and then this and, breaks apart in a short amount of time, correct? Correct. That's correct. So, so the bag's biodegradable. When did you serve and when did you come up with this idea? So I was, you know, did my tour, was out in Whiteman Air Force Base in Missouri from 84 to 88. And, you know, it started, to, you know, by the end, I started to, like, play around with this. And then it wasn't until I really got out of the service really back in New Jersey where I was able to connect with suppliers. You know, I was in the middle of, there wasn't a lot of suppliers where I was. <laughs> Plastic guys, bad guys, you know, the coastal <laughs> city was Kansas City, which is, out, you know, hour and a half, two hours away. And, um, but once I got back to New Jersey, you know, there's really a plethora of um, vendors, you know, that right here in New Jersey that make plastic, that make cardboard. Um, so it really wasn't until, and I was working, you know, starting a family. There were things that happened along the way, you know, life. And um, so I really didn't start getting into this. It was kind of like a little thing on the backside till like 2010, when I really said, you know, I had this hobby thing I'm playing around with. I'm either going to make it work or I'm just going to forget about it. And I went to work on, I was actually in a seminar uh, from a company called Landmark worldwide it was called breakthroughs having breakthroughs and i said you know what i'm gonna have a breakthrough with this product i'm either gonna make it work like i said or i'm gonna just put it on the shelf and i you know made it work and you have a patent on this correct so nobody can do this right i have five patents actually wow because we don't want to get not so no one can create a biodegradable trash bag that you don't have to reach into the can for Right. The whole really where the system is patented is when you anywhere where you've got a constant stream of bags that come out of a container and then you can separate the last bag from the container and then now refill it. That's the patent. That is the patent. And we wanted to knock ourselves off several times so other people couldn't do it. So right now we've got five patents in the United States and in Canada to, to protect ourselves. And you're selling this directly to consumers online, correct? No retail? Correct. It's direct to the consumer online. You know, we want to, it's, you know, it's probably cheaper. It's more efficient. You know, it comes right to the post office, delivers it for, unless you're buying the bigger sizes. So we're not increasing the greenhouse gases because no Amazon truck is coming. It's right to the consumer. Uh, and you can get on a subscription if you'd like, where, you know, you want it once a month, twice, you know, every two months or three months, you never have to think about it again. And, you know, not that we did it this way, but with social distancing, this is one more thing you just don't have to go to the store for. Right. And we know right now everyone's making more trash because they're home. So, you know, it just, just kind of fits right now with what's going on. Unintended consequences. No. Right. You know, like the Dollar Shave Club and, you know, the people in Chewy, all those people that are sending subscriptions right to your home. It really works for people not to have to think about get, going to the store for that stuff anymore. 
And you also employ fellow veterans and um, people with disabilities, correct? Yeah. So, you know, I'll tell you how that came about, Neil. Um, well, back in 1990, I was engaged. You know, my, my fiance was a brilliant doctor. She taught medicine, actually, at Albert Einstein. And then we were moving to Stony Brook. And she got into a car accident, unfortunately, and was head injured. She is still head injured. And I stayed with her for 10 years. I moved her from hospital to hospital to hospital, trying to, you know, get her rehab, rehab, rehab. So I spent, and then I finally built a group home in conjunction with the Long Island Head Injury Association. And she, you know, lives with them now, unfortunately. And uh, so being with all these, in all these rehab hospitals and seeing all these injured, head injured patients and, you know, other kind of injuries, whether it was a stroke, an accident, they were born that way. I said, you know, these people, if I could ever do something for this population, because many of them are just like me and you, were perfectly normal and then something happened and now they're disabled. Again, some were born that way. But I said, you know what? If I can ever, ever help this population, I'm going to do it. And then I happened to be at a trade show um, and needed some packaging for another business I had and met this wonderful woman named Ann Citron, that at the time was working for an occupational center in, uh, was in Orange, New Jersey. And she showed me, she said, you know, we can package stuff for you. And then I brought bag ups over there. And she said, yeah, we can do this. And that, you know, and now with, you know, the war and what happened, and we have veterans coming back that are disabled. Some of them are emotionally disabled. You know, you look at them and they look fine, but they're emotionally disabled or physically disabled and they need to get back on their feet and they come to those these you know uh occupational centers you know sometimes for a short time sometimes they get management um and that's all we use exclusively are the occupational centers and um you know it gives me it just gives me great joy people have said go to china go to china it's cheaper i said no way man first of all it's not cheaper we're smart enough to figure out how to make this competitive and even if it is cheaper i don't care i'm going to make a difference for these people right here and they love it you know they love to that this way they're not identified by their disability they're now identified by what they're doing and what they can do and the difference they make and you go to one of these places and be with the folks we call them clients that are you know doing this work and your heart will sing you know about you know, the difference you can make by employing these people. So that's that's our mission. You know, we say we're making a difference one bag at a time. It's not only the environment we're making a difference for between, you know, reducing greenhouse gases, a biodegradable plastic, but the people we're employing also makes a difference. And then for the customer to get a great product that's efficient. Um, and made in the USA is so big to people. You know, and the story behind the company. That is such an inspiring thing that you have done and help other people. And as a fellow veteran, I'm sure that people, vets come to you and are very appreciative of the employment opportunity. Yeah, we want to get as many as possible. And ideally, the more we can grow, we can do other occupational centers, you know, in other parts of the country. Um, you know, my, my vision is to have several places employing people 
to do this work because we grow out of the capacity of the one we're doing now. Lastly, let me ask you, how is uh, your business affected by coronavirus? I know the unintended consequences of people um, developing more waste, but is your um, is your business staying afloat? Are you able to keep employees on payroll? Tell me about that. Well, um, you know, we um, the, the hardest part is, so, so we don't have really, other than some management people, people on payroll, we do 100% of our work is contracted to the occupational centers. So we pay them by the piece. Um, that's why, you know, the more work we can do, the more we employ people. Um, the only issue is that with the stay at home order here in New Jersey, the clients have not been able to come to work. So we have inventory already made. My operations manager is allowed to go. You know, it's very limited people in the building. Some managers, my operation manager has been going, doing some work, getting the packages out. So we do hope they can come back uh, quickly. Um, and then, you know, it seems people are staying home and making more trash. So uh, I have seen, you know, more interest in people coming. You know, we just started a marketing, a, a beta marketing campaign to find out exactly where our client tell what they want to buy for, whether it's for the green, for the convenience, for the made in America, you know, we're in, and we can see that the, you know, people are responding. We're getting orders every day now. Um, so I think on the business side, as far as people having more eyes on social media, it's probably been a help on the operational side. You know, we've had to do the, do some of the shipping and work ourselves. Right. Well, hopefully we come out of this soon, and um, just a, such a great story, and I really appreciate your service and, and for you uh, doing what you're doing in the community and keeping it here in the United States. Captain Jack Licata of Bag Ups, uh, really appreciate it, and uh, hey, when I saw your name, you know, Captain Jack is a great Billy Joel song, so <laughs> maybe <laughs> caught my attention a little bit more. I'm kidding, but uh, thank you, and yeah. uh, keep up the good work. Yeah, you know, I, I really do get your sincere thanks from me and all the other veterans, and I give the same sincere thanks now to all the frontline people that are taking care of us, you know, around the coronavirus. It's the same kind of experience I get from them and who they're being. You know, they're putting themselves in harm's way, just like all our veterans and current active duty people, too. So uh, I want to shout out and, and thank them, too, with the same amount of thanks and compassion that people say to me when they say thank you for your service and all the other veterans.